Well, you have to start it, but you have to be really energetic, man. Please, please. Okay. Think TikToker energy. You're a twenty year old. You're a twenty year old TikToker blowing up think right now. Twenty year old. Think back to the last plays I watched growing up as a kid on YouTube. How they would do the intros. Just do that. Yo, it's Time Sync, episode one hundred and fifty. Nice clean number. This is the Moldy. And this is Hamza. I did this for you, Hamza. You better enjoy this. I'm never doing this voice ever again. Yes, you are. This is a new voice, guys. We're the we're the new and hip uh, time sinkers, you know. This is what a motive sounds like going forward. I always have to emphasize some random syllables in the middle of a word. Look like a news newscaster, you know. Is that what you think a newscaster sounds like? All right, today's episode is all about One Piece, the live action. Dude, the second this live action was announced, I think I sent you a message where it was just like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I know Hamza's going to explain to me every detail about it, even if exactly. I don't. Exactly. Yes, but somehow I managed to convince you to watch it anyways, so there you go. We you both did. watched it. That was kind of impressive, not going to lie. So, okay, first of all, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. Oh yeah, completely, no restraint on spoilers here. Yeah, there's going to be spoilers, and there, there's eight episodes on Netflix, one hour each, pretty small. Pretty short as far as shows go. Like a 24-episode anime. Like, come on, let's be, you can do that one day, bro. I guess we should also clarify that we might have spoiling some things in the beginning of the anime, too, which is not eight hours of content. Yes, there might be some anime spoilers. There might be some manga spoilers, but I doubt it. That's all in the beginning, though. We're not going to talk about, like, late-game stuff. Anything that Basically, anything the live-action touches, at most. Yeah, and if we do, well, I mean, we'll give a disclaimer. Probably. Knowing Hamza, probably not. We do have friends who like listen to the podcast, and sometimes they're like, I can't, I couldn't listen to that episode because you guys got into like spoilerish territories. Yeah, you know, I, I feel kind of bad because I before when I'm when I'm when I'm recording, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Everyone knows what I when I'm when I'm talking about. And then later on, when some of my friends are like, be spoiled, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, this is like a real thing. Like, <laughs> I gotta be a little careful. All right, well, I want to start with our overall thoughts, our overall rating for the show. What do we think? How do we feel? And if it's if it's a bad feeling, just keep it yourself. Moldy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> So uh, I, I'll go first. So basically, coming into the show, I, I didn't have really huge expectations because, well, live action anime are known for being kind of not good. Yeah, that's fair. That's a really kind way to put it. Yeah, like Death Note live action. Uh, oh, well, it's, I'm not saying that it was bad, but it's known to be bad. And Dragon Ball. Uh, what was that one called? Evolution? Bleach. Yeah, Evolution. That one. Don't even mention that name, I guess. And uh, the latest one was Cowboy Bebop, which I haven't watched, but I heard it was terrible, and people were really upset about it. So One Piece came out trying to be refreshing, trying to be new, trying to be the best, and they claimed that Oda was like, you know, the the author Ichiro Oda was heavily involved in the process, and he wouldn't even let it, he like they would have to go through like every scene by him, kind of, uh, not every scene, but like you know every concept, and then he'd be like, okay, it's okay, or you should change this or whatever. So he was very involved, at least for, for the first season. So. They kind of trying to tell the like the fans like don't worry it it won't be bad, and then they're posting like a huge budget. I don't really know what the budget numbers are, but they're posting pretty big numbers. So, anyways, a lot of hype for the show. My thoughts, if I had to rate it one to ten in my standard scale, would be, uh, like just around eight to nine. Oh wow, yeah, fairly high, but it's not like a ten out of ten. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that I felt it could have been better. So hopefully, season two. Which is announced, but hopefully in the next seasons, uh, they'll they'll fix some of these things, uh, and um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, that's, I'm honestly so surprised how high that was. Okay, what? What is that supposed to mean? Well, they... 
that gives you a, that gives you a peek into what my score is gonna be like. Oh no, dude. Okay, so I have to start off. Okay, I, I guess I should mention that I was in the same sentiment as as you, where it's like, okay, anime live action typically not good. You almost never hear good things about them. Yeah. And even the good things you hear are typically like backhanded compliments. Where like it's what? like, like it would be something like, oh, you know, the show's okay. It's just not a so and so show. Oh, okay. Like, oh, it was, it looked cool, but it wasn't a full metal live action. Like, something like that, where it's like, it didn't fit what people suspected it to be. But they're like, oh, but on a whole, if you just look at it without comparing it to the original, it's good. Which is like, is that a compliment? Yeah. Maybe it didn't do the best, it didn't do the best job adapting it. Exactly. So, when I heard that Oda was going to be heavily involved, but like, basically every single decision they make, story-wise, has to go by him. Uh, that was kind of like, it could be either really good or really bad. That could go either way in my head. Because on the one hand, it's good that they have the original creator involved, so you have like more of a refined vision in my mind. But then I also had the concern of like, what if... Because like when you create something in a different medium, you have to make changes. Like You can't just yeah. take the same thing and do it again. That doesn't work. That's why like when books turn into movies, there's a lot of changes involved. Like, there are good reasons for doing that. It's not just, oh, the director wanted to do their own spin on it. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. And to be fair, there was a back and forth between Oda and Netflix saying, we'll do our best for that adaptation, but um, it's not going to be a one-to-one. So that was in, the, it was, that was in like, the conversation between Netflix and Oda. So, yeah, so I was like, hesitant going into it. How did it turn out? In the end, like, it, was, it was okay. That's the best way I can put it. Damn. So, Man, I didn't like it at all. Now that I'm going to give the scores, I have to always start by explaining my score system. Because, like, there's no... Someone coming into this, you know, this could be the first episode, so I have to explain it every time. Please. It's super quick. I have two scales. One is how well it's made. One is how much I personally enjoyed it. Those can be independent. Uh, the scores go from negative five to positive five. Zero is pure apathy. Anything positive is positive. Anything negative is dislike. So, in terms of well-madeness, like, how well do I think it's, like, written, choreographed cinematography, all that, like, technical side of it, I'd honestly give it, like, a 4 out of 5. Like, I think, based off the source material, they did a really good job of making a live-action version of it. When I see it, I feel like I'm watching live-action One Piece, if that makes sense. Wow, okay, okay. Like, there was never a point where I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit One Piece. Anything that felt weird, that's just what One Piece is, so it's fine. Okay. In terms of how much I enjoyed it, I gave it like a two out of five. Like I enjoyed it. I, it definitely wasn't a negative experience. I wouldn't be like, oh, I regret watching it. So it's not in the negatives. But like it's really more towards like the apathetic side. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's one piece live action. It did its job for in terms of enjoyment, but that's it. Uh, if I was gonna shift the two out of five into the uh the, the normal one out one to ten range, is that a six? Seven. Two is a seven. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you get a 7 out of 10. That's good. Yeah. You just give it a little bit lower than I did. A little bit lower. But you you give it like an 8 to 9. Mine's yeah. more of like, if I, had to give it, if I had to give a range like you did, like a confidence range, mine would be a 6 to 7. Oh, so on a lower end. Yeah, lower end of the 7. Okay, so you so basically in your, in your enjoyment skill, you enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of it just came down to like, would I rather be watching the anime or reading the manga again? And I think I would have. Would you rather be watching a different show? Depends on the show. 
Okay, I guess that makes sense. All right, anyways. All right, well, that's fine. So, I just you remind me of the live action thing. Uh, I I watched the Mob Psycho 100 live action like a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on Netflix, by the way. Didn't know that existed. Yeah, and it's terrible. Okay. I would give it like a 1 out of 10. Cause, on cause, your scale, cause which is re- a negative 4. <laughs> nah, no, no. Oh my god. But because uh, because uh, some of the characters were still interesting, but for some reason, I don't know why, they made it like way more perverted. I have no idea. How do you make a, a story with middle schoolers perverted? You gotta... Don't watch it. Like, but okay. It's just, I don't know. There you go. I don't get it why. I don't, I don't understand. I guess I should also mention that I'm the kind of person who leans more towards wanting changes than not wanting changes. Specifically for the reason I described where I if there's not enough changes, I feel like I should just watch the original. So for example, I actually liked the Death Note live action. Even though I don't think it's as good as the original anime or manga, I, pr- I preferred existing the way it existed as opposed to just being the anime and manga again, but live action. But to be fair, the Death Note live action was just trash. Like it was bad. It, it was not good. Like the story was not good. The story was bad. It, it was so basic and light was not as smart as i would uh, i would have loved him but whatever. i guess i guess i'm gonna sound like one of those people giving backhanded compliments like i described earlier but for me the death note i don't mind it because i just imagine it's not light and l hold on hold on if they made the death note live action and just made them so that they're not the same character names like they just gave them completely new names like l is just a detective who's supposed to be really good at detecting and Light is just a regular teenager. I think it would have been way more interesting. Like if you if you watch the movie with that mindset, it's way more interesting. Cause like I am curious to know, like obviously the Light versus L dynamic in the original Death Note is like one of the most interesting parts, and it makes the story interesting. But sometimes you wonder, what if a normal person got the Death Note? How would it have turned out? And you could think of the Death Note live action as that. Like what if a more sane person had gotten it? How you would guys, that work you out? Stop defending him, man. I, I, it was not good. All right, but uh, but I still enjoyed watching it. It just I just thought the plot was not that good. Um, okay, but back to One Piece. So, uh, quick the IMDb ratings for this show. I just want to I just want to mention those. So, for example, I don't see what the entire show got, but I do have by episode. So we got like I'm gonna give like a rough. It's around eight to nine stars. Mm. Some episodes. Well, the last well, one of the episodes got nine stars, nine point one, um, and the lowest one here is seven point eight. So. Oh, so definitely within like your rating of eight to nine, yeah, roughly, which I think is a little high for the show. Um, now it might just be like a lot of people like like are fans of One Piece, but I still I think it's a, I think it's a little higher than. Show. I feel like that's an unfair thing to say, just because fan of One Piece could also mean they will hate it more easily too. Like I feel like a lot of people go, oh, you know, it's just the fans, and the fans are giving it a high review. But like I assume the Death Note got a pretty low review, and there are probably a lot of fans in there. I think I think there's like a there's like a threshold where it's like if it's so bad it's just terrible, but if it's decent and it does a pretty well job of adapting it, but it's not it's not all the way there, it's gonna get crazy high reviews because like it, it, the people are so scared of live action they're like we gotta make gotta tell them that they did a good job, and we gotta keep it going this pace not go the other way, which could easily happen you know still at this point at this at this stage, it's so early on. The showrunners could be like, you know what, we're gonna we have a different vision for the project, and then like then it gets all. I guess it's right. I guess fans have a hard time accepting mediocre. Like either their reactions have to be incredibly bad or incredibly good. Yeah. For the most part, okay. Let, let's talk about the plot for 
the live action. So the One Piece live action adapted the first 96 chapters of the manga. So it would take, on average, 10 seasons to get to where we are now in the manga. Seasons? What does that mean? Seasons. Like, because this is season one. Season one was eight episodes, and it got up to chapter 90, whatever you just said. Oh, you're saying for the entire manga to catch up, because it's like a thousand yeah. episodes or whatever. Yeah, because yes, it's a thousand chapters. It would take chapters-ish. like 10 seasons, possibly even more or less. Oh. Actually, um, what, t- what chapter are we on now, actually? Currently? I want, yeah. Is it 1,200-ish? No, I don't think we're on 1,200 yet. It's like 1100 something. So like 11 seasons then by this metric. That's not that many, honestly. I would have thought it would take way, way more. Yeah, but... It goes to show how much more condensed the live action is in terms of story. Yeah, so live action did not adapt everything. That's that's important to to recognize. It didn't adapt everything. And it almost finished the East Blue Saga. So that's like... like, Because One Piece is so freaking large. They they group up many arcs or many, many of these arcs into sagas. I think that was funny. It's like One Piece is so long of a series that it has arcs made of arcs. Yeah. And we just call those meta arcs sagas. Yeah, and some so of those sagas are longer than some other famous series entire runs. Yep. So uh, in a nutshell, this is the East Blue saga. The East Blue is, of course, one of the four blues, one of the four oceans. So of we're not course. in the Grand Line yet. We're not in Paradise. We're not in the New World, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. We are in the East Blue. That's a setting that this season is on. Uh, the first epi- the first episode uh, adapts so romance dawn and that's when they show Nami and Zoro. Second episode they have buggy storyline that's like Orange Town. Uh, third episode they have Usopp with Syrup Village. Fourth episode is also Syrup Village. Fifth is fifth and sixth are both the Baratier. Seventh and eighth are Arlong Park. So this is how they adapt it. Basically, they have two episodes to the major arcs and then one episode each for like kind of like the exposition of the characters. I see. Okay. Okay. Now we can jump into the plot. Plot. So I mean, I kind of already know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. How are you gonna explain it? Do you explain what One Piece is? Like that's the thing. Like, do we do we go about it like as if someone has never seen the anime and this is their first experience, or do we go at it from the like our true experience of just we already know the original, so it's really just the changes that matter to us. Okay. Let's let's go with the let's go with the assumption that this person that's listening has watched the anime or knows the story or is it familiar with it at least yeah it's familiar with the story and then we can I mean, talk if they about... listen to the po- if they listen to the podcast they are whether they want to be or not yeah yeah but maybe not in the beginning because we didn't really talk about the beginnings of one piece i guess true all right but anyways so uh, we can start with we can start with the the changes i suppose so what sets this live action apart from just watching the anime again or reading the manga Number one thing for me, the best thing, which is kind of a, I think it's a hot take nowadays, but the best thing, in my opinion, of this live action, for me personally, was 100% the actor for Luffy. Oh, you love the actor for Luffy? Or, actually, is that a good, th- good thing or a bad thing? Let me actually get his name, because I, 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 it's Inyaki Godoy. He's the actor for okay. Luffy. I think he does a phenomenal job playing Luffy. Like he's a better he Luffy does. than the anime, dude. Like he. <laughs> I don't watch the anime, but I can definitely tell you that he is a great Luffy. Like I just feel like he he captures that like naive, whimsical nature of his, but also when he needs to be serious, can be serious really well. Just, that's the that's the biggest challenge I thought when they when they announced a live action. I was like, well, Luffy's kind of that standard shonen protagonist. 
He's like, you know, he doesn't care about anything except for me. In battle, he's amazing. And everything else, he's just an idiot. Like, that's just kind of the style that shonens usually go for. Well, I mean, battle shonens or whatever. So how are they going to make a live action where this kid is goofy, but he's actually doing some really serious stuff, you know? He's like rescuing people. There's some really dark themes. Like he's doing all this. How how are they going to make that happen? But Inyaki does a great job because he, and he says like, you know, Luffy is more of a listener and stuff. And like in some, some of his interviews and how he thought about the process. And I thought he did a really great job depicting Luffy. Like it was, he was very energetic. I love the energy. And that's like one of the biggest key features of Luffy. He's super energetic for like no reason. Super energetic. And his character is very interesting and fun but it can also be serious when it needs to be mm. so he did a great job Zoro's actor Malu, what did you think about Zoro's actor I should just get all these actors names yeah let's get the names out uh, so yeah Luffy's actor was great Zoro's actor I think it's more so just I don't know if I'm just misremembering the beginning I don't remember Zoro being so uh, serious all the time yes shall we say okay so his name is McKenna. Okay, so like, Zoro is so edgy in the live action. He's like the edge lord right here. He's like gloomy, dark, and he's like saying all these really one word sentences every once in a while. In the beginning of the of the manga, Zoro was not like that at all. At least I don't remember him being like that. Maybe nowadays it kind of is, but even then, like it's is it like the edginess I didn't expect. Though I think it works. I still think it works. It's just mad. It does work. And the actor does a good job of portraying the character. This is more of a writing thing than an actor thing. Yeah. And the actor is very famous already. Like, he's really famous for Oh, playing, is he? Yeah, okay. for, for doing a bunch, a bunch of different live action. Like, he did Rurouni Kenshin. And he's done, like, a lot of swordsmanship already. So, he's pretty oh, interesting. famous. So, this is like a... Oh, I don't want to say typecast, but he's, like, always the anime swordsman live action yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I think seriously, yeah. If you, if you look at his biography, it literally is like that. Okay, uh, I think he did a pretty good job. Um, but the edginess was a little interesting. Now we have Nami, who's played by Emily Rudd. What did you think about Nami? Like, eh. Like, my biggest problem with Nami is that, I don't know, she always feels like she's uninterested a lot of the times. She comes off as, like, very just, like, uh, very passive, I guess I should say. Yeah, uh, I would say they actually, some for some reason, like, expanded on Nami's character. Like, well, I guess it makes sense. Like, they, they, they showed Nami earlier than they did in the manga. Um, and then they made her do certain things where she she's like she's she's not much of a fighter. I I don't remember her being much of a fighter in the manga, but in the live action she was fighting a lot. Yeah, she tussles a bit. Yes. So I thought that was a little interesting. Um, I think the actor for Nami. I don't really know much about her other work, but she did she did a fine job. I think I, I was a little skeptical because in the trailer they showed um the hair colors for everyone, all the actors, mm-hmm. and I was like, why is Nami's hair color like? Why does it just not look right? You know, it doesn't look like because she's supposed to have like, orange hair, right? Yeah, and she does. She does, but it's like it didn't look right in the trailer. But yeah, in, in the show, it looked, it looked perfectly normal. So it's, it's one of those trailer things. Mm. Okay, and what about Sanji's actor? Sanji's actor is Taz Skyler. Yeah, he did a good job with Sanji. I don't know why. I feel like he really fits Sanji. I can't explain it. But when I looked at him, I was like, that's Sanji. Yeah, that's I think he, I think he's a perfect Sanji. There's one problem. He's a little too buff. Oh, you think he should be a bit more like thin? So, Sanji in the anime is pretty lean. Like I think that's one of his characters. He's lean. He uses kicks. And Zoro's the really buff one. So Zoro could be as buff as you like him to be. But this Sanji actor is buffer than Zoro. Uh, okay. And uh, that's not a bad thing. It's just that uh, just interesting. And uh, the thing is, okay, personality-wise, for Sanji, I think they did it really well. They did, they did a much better job. So in Because in, in the anime manga, he's kind of like a... A freak. Well, I don't want to call him a freak, but he's kind of <laughs> like a... What is the word? Like It's like a pervert, but it's not exactly a pervert. It's like a... 
don't know what the word is, but you know, like the standard anime trope where there's the the, the guy's like a pervert kind of deal, but he's like even worse. And uh, like Brock from Pokemon. Yeah, but imagine like it's way worse. But way worse because it's not a kids' kids show. Yeah, yeah. But Sanji in the live action, they made it more to be like a flirt. You know, like he flirts with the woman. He's like a womanizer kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was way way better. Like they 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 melded it down a lot. Yeah, they definitely like dialed it way back to like a point where like it's still. Sanji's characteristic of being like always into women, but also not being to the point where I I dislike him because he's too much. Yeah, it would be very easy to make Sanji dislikable in the live action, and they managed to not do that. So that's good. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of actors I don't really know much of them, so I'm just gonna mention the ones that I, that I thought were really uh, interesting. So for example, Jeff Ward played Buggy. We haven't touched Usopp by the way. You skipped Usopp. Dude, that's all funny. <laughs> 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 actually that that goes to another point that i'm going to mention later on but okay usos actor you know what he's not on this list which is no he is okay jacob romero gibson that's usos actor um he did okay yeah he did fine he's fine he does a good usop he is usop i can see him as usop but that's it nothing special but nothing bad yeah he did fine I don't, I don't think he was like amazing but to be fair we didn't see much of him so i'll, I'll get to that later okay but then we have jeff ward who played buggy and mm. Jeff Great Ward, buggy. yeah, they changed Buggy. So that's one of the biggest things they changed. So Buggy's character is like funny, and he's like he's a circus, cl- he's a clown. Okay, he's Buggy the clown, yes. But even in, 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 there is a little bit of darkness in him. But One Piece is kind of like a light show, so it's not. I mean, it has dark themes, but it's kind of a light show where they're like, okay, yeah, he's evil, he's a pirate, he's destroying this town, but he's not really doing much. You know, he's just kind of like messing around. I feel they also kind of. I feel like they tamed down Buggy over time in the manga too. Yes. Like it, when he's first introduced, he kills a person. He like holds him in front of a cannon and blows the cannon into him, and then yeah. you see him explode. Yeah, and he's like holding a whole town hostage and whatnot. He is definitely a messed up person in 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 the beginning, but later on he becomes like a gets redeemed, right? But in the live action, eh, redeems a strong word. He's pretty redeemed now. He's pretty redeemed now. What do you mean? I don't know. That counts as redeemed. I, well, okay. I guess I guess what I'll say is I don't think you'll find a One Piece fan or like reader of the manga that'll be like, oh, I don't like Buggy because because yeah. like his character. Yeah. Like for example, people will talk about Caesar Clown, right? That might be his, that might be that's that's kind of like an anime stuff, but it's not a spoiler. But it is an anime stuff. Like they they talk about that character and they're like, why is why are people so mad at Caesar? Like why does Nami not like Caesar? And then Oda has to literally come out and say, do you not remember what Caesar did to those kids? Like do you not remember that he's, yeah. he's a bad guy? Yeah, he's a horrible person. So that person people do think is horrible, but compared to Buggy, he was like, eh. anyways, Jeff Ward, but they changed the character of Buggy. So Buggy in. One Piece Batman is like the Joker from Batman. Like they made him way darker. This is this is my biggest concern because like the first shot you see of Buggy is like at the after the end of like episode one, you get like a shot of him, like just like in shadow. Yeah, you, you just hear his voice, and I was like, did they just make Buggy the Joker? Yes. They just like, is that what the actor went with it? Uh, after that first scene, like once you got more scenes of Buggy, I feel like no, he was able to differentiate himself. After that, he's still dark and he's still like uh, like you can only make an evil clown. Like, so unique before he just becomes a Joker anyways. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a very specific idea, you know, evil clown. But, like, the first time you see him, I was like, this just sounds like someone trying to do a Joker impression. And then afterwards, once he got more screen time, I got to see him as his own character. And it worked out fine. Like, I see him as this, like, this scumbag character who's, like, a clown and evil, but not, like, Joker. I don't see the Joker anymore. Like, it is the first time you see him. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought they did a great job though. Like it, it surprised me because I was really when I was first watching, I was like, uh, "Did they really make him like this?" But then I was like, "If you think about it, that kind of is how Buggy is." They made it, they made him actually even darker in the live action. They had like the so inside the manga, they had him like 
uh, hold hostage like a few people, right? And the mayor is kind of annoyed. But in, and the town is not destroyed. But in the live action, he's destroyed the whole town. He has a whole villagers list shackled, forcing them to listen. Uh, to, uh, and, and applause. Like, and applause and, and whatnot. Stuff. And laughs. That's, that's, the laugh is like the worst part. Ooh. Yeah, that's dark, dark stuff. I was like, dang. I, okay, also, the One Piece live action, first couple episodes, it's super dark. I was like, what am I watching here? Like, Zoro straight up kills him, like, cuts a guy in half. I was like, and there's so much, so much blood. I was like, wait a minute, is this the same One Piece that I'm, I've been, like, I've been growing? Part of me wonders if that's just a consequence of, like, the change to live action. Because, like, yeah. I feel like in some ways they kind of tamed some things down compared what? to what the manga did. But there's one scene in particular, one scene in particular, where it's the scene where the fight breaks out with Shanks and that one dude just causing oh, trouble. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in, in the live action, here's that scene plays out. The guy tries to pick a fight. Uh, he goes to attack Shanks. And then someone like three feet behind Shanks shoots him and kills him. In the manga and anime, it's the way I remember it. Maybe I'm, I'm completely misremembering, but you can correct me. The guy starts to f- pick a fight. And the guy pulls out a gun standing next to him, puts yeah. the gun against his head, and then shoots him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like in the live action, they kind of justified him shooting him by being like, oh, listen, he's three feet away, right? What's he going to do? He has to shoot. Whereas here, the guy could have, like, you know, in the manga, he could have gone for, like, a grapple or something. But no, no, he just puts the gun to the side of his head and pulls the trigger. But also... That's way more dark. I think they messed this scene up, you know, because this scene was integral to show you who Shanks is as a person. Shanks as a person... Because the show, like, he gets he gets humiliated. And yep. they, they destroy it, like, they, like, like throw alcohol or whatever. But it's like, he doesn't care. He's like, what's the point of fighting over these petty things? He doesn't care. Which is kind of really telling of his character. But later on, when these when these guys pick a fight again, and he pulls out a gun, there's the iconic line, which is, like, uh, you know, if you pull out a gun, if you're ready to shoot someone, then be prepared to die yourself. And then they shoot him. Mm-hmm. But they took that out. And so a lot of I was like, wow, that's kind of, that kind of surprised me. I was like, this is, like, like, one of the key things, you know? They also showed Luffy, uh, baby, like, kid Luffy eating the fruit. And I felt that was done pretty poorly. Because in, 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 in uh, this is like a nitpick, okay? Seriously, I'm, this is just a nitpick. But let's be real. He just he eats the fruit. Okay, my bad. Is it because he's, it secretly happens? No, not not because secretly. But like, okay, imagine you're a kid, Luffy, in that place. There's a bunch of chests around you. Why would he pick the chest way in the back that's kind of hidden, open it up, find a random stuff, and just start eating it? Like I felt like that was kind of like doesn't make sense. Like in in the manga, it's it's right on the counter. It's completely open. He just he's like and he's hungry. He's he says he's hungry. He just picks it up and eats it. That makes more sense for a kid to do. That's a this is one of those things where I feel like they're kind of I the way I interpret that scene was like it was almost like I, I know you're gonna hate this. Uh, it felt more like it was supposed to be like one of those like destiny kind of things, where it's like oh, the fruit calls to him, like it, it attracts him for some reason. To me, that's how I interpreted the scene where it felt like like not actually physically calling him, but it's one of those things where the character is like he feels himself being pulled towards this chest, opens up, sees the fruit, and he mentions being hungry too in the live action, so he just eats it. Like, that's why he went to that specific box. Like, something about it drew him in because of magical, mystical nonsense. Okay, anyways, but that, that's, just, that's just the nitpick. Um, what else are we at here? So, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, music-wise, I thought the music was pretty good. There's a few music uh, OST, I guess. I don't know. The few music soundtracks, tracks, I thought were pretty great. Like, the Buggy's theme was like, dang, it really instills kind of like that little bit of like dread in your heart. And then there's like a few little things that they added. They also renditioned Bing Sake. In like orchestral, which I thought was pretty amazing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I can't uh, provide much to this conversation just because I read the manga. Oh yeah. So I don't even know what Ben Sake sounds like in the because Ben Sake is just like a, a very pivotal song in the show. It comes up quite often, and it's like a very pivotal to like one specific character. But 
I read the manga, so there's no actual music there. It's just them singing the lyrics. Yeah. You should listen to it. It's, it's not that bad. And some people think that the One Piece is hidden in Pink Socket, so that's one of those... Uh, Theories kind of thing, yeah. All right, music-wise, it was okay. Visually, visually, I was sort of disappointed because Ooh. this is why this is why I kind of docked at a point, and I, I hope they do it better next season. Because I, I was, the people were screaming like, "Oh, huge budget!" Like, da, da, da. and I was like, "Why does this look like crap?" Like when I'm watching the first episode and they show like the ships leaving, and I'm like, well, "This is it's it's so obviously like CGI." Some of the scenes where Sanji's standing like in the in like with Zeph and on the rock when they're young, it's clearly a green screen. Like I'm like. Please just don't make it that clear, you know. Like I, I know it's a green screen reality, but why is it so obvious? Do you not feel that at all? Really? I didn't. Th- I, like I know what you're talking about. It didn't take me out of it like the way you're describing. The part that bothered me more often than not was the blades. What do you mean the blades? I found that I feel like every time they showed a close up of a blade, it was very clearly not a blade. Like it was. It did. It, it didn't shine. It wasn't reflective enough. Oh, it just I didn't felt like I could that. tell that they were props. I didn't notice that. Sometimes they do it well, but sometimes they do a close-up and it's like, that's clearly like, like, I know typically in movies you have like three or four versions of each sword or each knife. Like, for example, like for close-ups, you'll use actual metal, but then for action scenes, you'll just use rubber. And yeah. if they shot far enough away, it's whatever. But if like, sometimes if like they use the wrong blade, or they just didn't make the shiny, reflective, super hyper metal blades. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because do you see that clip where Zoro is rolling and his sword yeah. gets bent and then yeah the, and then that one tiktoker or i don't know if it's real or not but that one tiktoker literally edits it in after Effects. he fixes it he fixes yeah. it I, I know why they did it but like there's a stunt where zoro rolls and like one of his sheaths like yeah. bends like it bends like a piece of cardboard that it probably actually is yeah and it just it, it got missed during the cleanup i guess did you did you did you see that when you were first watching no i think i didn't notice it during the actual shot no i didn't notice it either. The, and that shows like why it's like not that big of a deal yeah so uh, it was it was just kind of funny though. Okay, and then also, what about the the so you the CGI didn't take you out of it? Not the CGI you're describing. The only mm-hmm. CGI that kind of like took me out of it was whenever Luffy stretches, because really? like something about that, something about that, just like I don't know. It always I, I don't know if it's just a me thing, but like hyper realistic humanoid creatures stretching always just looks uncanny to me. Because like it, it it's one of the things where it's impossible for it not to look uncanny because there's no way it would happen in real life. Like it's a, I don't think it can ever truly escape the uncanny valley because of that fact. But I feel like they were very purposeful in the way they shot it and the amount of time and like how they used it compared to the show. I feel like if they did, if they took shots from the show, or the, the anime, if they took shots from the anime and turned it live action, it would it would look way worse. And that they were they were very careful, is what I'm gonna say, about what how how and when they showed him stretching. That didn't bother me that much. It didn't bother me at all, and I thought it was, I thought it was really easy. I couldn't even tell it was like, like it felt fine. I don't know people are like saying like all oh, the stretchiness. I'm like, I don't see any difference. It doesn't seem any crazy or anything. Well, to me, this is one of those things where like it, I feel like it's just always gonna look weird to certain people because like it, it's not a real thing. Like, it just you can't sell that illusion I mean, to some degree. Running fast isn't a real thing. Flying isn't a real thing. Like, but that's fine. Hulk isn't real. Hulk is not real, but that's fine. I know. But I feel like it works with the Hulk because the Hulk still looks... He still moves and looks human. Like he, I guess it comes down to the movement. He moves human. And when you see a character stretch, it's like, ugh, that doesn't look right. My brain just feels like that's more like a glitch in the visual system than an actual thing that happened. Okay, that's fair. 
Oh, wait, I should say, though, it looks way better than it did in the past. If you like, go back and watch, like, the original 2000s Fantastic Four movie and, like, those scenes, those look awful. I think that's the thing. It's like, they tried too hard to, like, put the stretching front and center, whereas in the One Piece live action, whenever he stretches, it's, like, to accentuate an action. Or it happens super snappily. So you don't really get time to, like, actually take it in. So it seems like someone on the team was very mindful of this fact that to a lot of people, if you, like, show a close-up of the stretch and, like, see it stretch, it looks bad. So you have to be very precise in how you use it. There were some moments where, like, Luffy's hat got knocked out, knocked off, and Luffy runs to grab it. And I'm thinking, why didn't Luffy just stretch to grab it? Why would he run to grab it? But then it works both ways, because, like, okay, he runs because he's really energetic. He stretches because he just, he just, that's his, that's part of his, that's his lifestyle. So I would think he was stretched in that case, but they didn't, in, in the actual live action, they showed him running, so. Actually, yeah. I want a clarification on his powers now, now I'm thinking about it. Does he stretch, or can he move his body and stretch it? Because to me, the way I always interpret his power was like, if he swings his arm back, like as fast as he can, yeah. his body will stretch because of the momentum in his fist. No. It's not that. He can just like, move, like the same way I move my arm forward, he can just keep moving his arm forward. Yes. Yeah, okay. he's a stretchy man. Okay, he's stretchy. But I kind of always feel like, at least in the action scenes, because it makes sense for the action scenes, it's more momentum based. Like he swings his arm back and instead of being restrained by the length of his arm, it just keeps going back and then whips forward because of the momentum again. Yeah, no, no, no. You can easily just stretch whatever he wants. So you can like stretch like across the room, c- complete control, go over something, under something, through something. Yeah, but you'll never like see him do because that's not, that's not what he does. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's literally what he does in one of the... Well, later on. Anyways, that's in the anime. I didn't like the CGI so much for... Or not the CGI, but the the costumes i don't know i don't really call these cosplays no that doesn't sound the right. costumes the costumes, costumes of the fishmen oh specifically the fishmen i thought it was like i ooh. thought you i thought you're gonna complain more about how they look do you mean how they look or their actual clothing another clothing no i just look how they look oh okay 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 so you're talking about the special effects more so the makeup. Yeah, special effects the makeup and stuff i was like uh there was this power ranger stuff here you know what i'm saying like i just think it's one of the things where you just can't make it look the way you want yes, it to you look. Yes, you can. Not Have with you like a movie. Pirates of the not, Caribbean? Listen, listen. Not with, the, not with the TV budget. Yes, not with the TV budget. That's right. Not with the TV budget. Unless it's Game of Thrones or whatever. Actually, I don't know. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I don't know. But in... I, I'm always comparing this to Pirates of the Caribbean, even though that's not, that's not fair. But Pirates of the Caribbean didn't really make me feel like, wow, this looks totally out of place. Look, just look at Davy Jones. The man looks in Pirates of the Caribbean. To be fair, Davy Jones is like the pinnacle. I don't think a lot of things, even other movies, could compete with Davy Jones. Davy Jones is so well done. Movie's old as hell, and it's so much. The CGI is insane, or the I don't know the effects, whatever they want to call them. I was a little disappointed at the One Piece part, but that's whatever. They made Arlong small, and for some reason, oh, he's not as massive as he is in the anime. Yeah, he's like he towers over everybody in the anime. And for some reason, they always have this like trap music playing. I saw this review with the guys like every single time I saw Arlong on the screen, and they had that they had that trap or like you know music playing in the background. He always thought. Alan was gonna like bust out into a, like a rap or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of hilarious. Are we done with the visuals? Yes. Oh, uh, there was one thing that I felt was I didn't like it a lot, which was the there's a lot of scenes where they show close-ups of the characters' faces, and I think they use like a fisheye lens or something. I don't know if that's right, but they they show close-ups of the characters' faces. Really dislike, hard dislike that in any media, especially for One Piece. For me, One Piece is always about the world. There's a massive world to explore. There's lots of areas. I want to feel like I'm in the world. Immersiveness. 
But when I'm watching this, I feel it's so claustrophobic and I'm so close to the characters. I feel like it's such a tiny place. Like I feel like I'm literally on a set. Like I'm watching a play on a theater. No, I don't want to feel like that. I want to feel like a sitcom. Huge... Yeah, like a sitcom. Yes. Like you gotta have. There's have a reason sitcoms more. look like that. So yeah. Yeah, they have to have more. They have to have more. They have to build that environment, you know. And those are like bigger shots. Now I'm not saying all the time, but like that definitely felt that in some certain cases, you know. I was like, oh, like, where's the where's the world here? Like, where are the people? Where are the? It just feels like not that much. So that was a little annoying, but that's a. And I I usually look for that stuff all the time in shows, but then eh, it's fine. Then again, they did the whole Shell's Town thing. So they, some scenes they did they did well. Some scenes they just I just felt a little bit more than normal. Okay, so Malik, we watched this show. Okay, I watched the show with my parents, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And you watched it with your dad and sister, right? Yes, that's how that ended up happening. I like it was one of the things where I, the only reason I would watch the live action was if I showed it to them because they don't they haven't watched One Piece at all. So what do you think about it? They enjoyed it, but I didn't get the feeling that they were like in love with it. Are they like, dude? My parents are like, like I, I'm like I'm asking like, do you guys like it? Do you guys like, they don't talk about the show at all. I'm like, what's going on? Like, do you just they don't like it or what? Like, what's what's happening here? But they're like, oh no, we we will like it. Let's watch the next episode. I'm like. All right. Yeah, they're interested enough to keep watching. Like, they want to watch season two when it comes out. In fact, my dad's biggest gripe is that he has to wait for season two. My dad hates watching shows as they come out. Uh, And I find myself leaning more and more towards that too. Where like I just wait for it to be over and then I'll jump aboard. Dude, this is so funny. Before watching the show, my mom was like, "Oh, oh, it's not done." I'm like, "Yeah, oh yeah, it's just the first season. They might make more." And she's like, "Oh, but the 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 anime is done." I'm like, "Like, close, close." We're getting. (laughs) She's like. I don't know if Jeremy that clear, but otherwise she'd be like, hey, hell no, we ain't watching this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's a little disappointing that it's not done. But dude, you should tell your dad, like, hey, even the anime, uh, the manga's not done, so it's fine. I feel like that would be more of a reason for him not to start watching then. Then he's like, uh, oh, then it's definitely not going to end. Because okay, he wants fair. the conclusion. That's what matters to my dad in the end of the day. He wants the conclusion of the story. Really? The journey is yeah. what matters, man. The well, journey. the journey has to be good too, but to him, like, he can't, he won't feel like he's done with a series until he gets to conclusion. So if it stops in the middle, that's going to drive him insane. I think... Uh, sh- I, I, do we expect it to adapt the entire series? Like, I, I don't really... I don't know. I don't... I was thinking of this more as I get my d- dad's foot in the door with One Piece, and then oh, he can okay. just, like, consume it whatever way he wants after that. There's no way he's watching that. Anyway. Or if he just wants me to describe it. I was thinking more of the manga, if anything. Does he read manga? No, he doesn't. He can start. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should watch One Piece Kai or like One Piece, you know? That's way Oh, more... like the edited version? Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if that would be a thing. Like when One Piece is finally done, like the manga finishes and the anime finishes, they'll just go back and just redo the entire series, but now with good pacing for an yeah, anime because now yeah. they know exactly what's going to happen next. Yeah, they could do it. Uh, all right. So now we can jump to the actual plot changes. Things I like, things I didn't like. Um, and for you too, Muli, things that you liked and didn't like. The one of the biggest changes and why I forgot Usopp in the beginning, at least, was they didn't show much of Usopp. In fact, they kind of cut Usopp off for exposition and thematic reasons. So during the Syrup Village Syrup Village arc, they mm-hmm. showed this is a, this is the plot line with Kaya and Clahador, who is actually Captain Kuro of the Black Cat Pirates, Kuro of a Thousand Plans. Kuro, the the genius, whatever. I don't know. He's a smart guy. That's what they... Uh, and it's that plot line, right? And we have these guys come in and Usopp is, you know, obviously really close to, to Kaya. That's that's this basic story. 
in the manga and anime, this is a lot of people don't really care much for this uh, arc. I liked it a lot, but for some reason they just don't care that much about it compared to the other arcs in the Ispo saga. But I liked it a lot, specifically because I liked the Usopp and Kaya storyline. You'll see, One Piece is a show that's not about romance. There's very few romance, or very little romance. Mm-hmm. But the little that's bit, yep, that's definitely what to put it. Yeah, the very little that they have is Usopp and Kaya. So I like that, um, especially because Usopp is like the only one that I'm like, yeah, he's with Kaya for sure. Uh, and later on, in, like in the adventures, they meet other. Of course, he meets other girls and whatnot. But it's always like, yeah, but he's with Kaya, so it's fine. It's like it's it's like it's done. It's a good. Done it's end. no question. It's yeah, not no like question. a will they, won't they? None of that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Unlike with like Nami or Sanji, they're like always looking for other people. It's like, nah, you don't know who's gonna end up with who, or if anyone. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, the live action. I mean, I don't know if you noticed them, because I mean, you probably read the manga, uh, the manga really fast, anyways. In the arc, in the, uh, for the manga, Usopp is shown to be like the liar, right? He's always lying. He's the boy cry wolf. But the story is really heavily centered around him. And he does a lot of stuff that's, you know, like, for example, when the pirates actually come and he's actually telling everyone, like, the pirates are here. Why won't anyone believe me? He's learning himself that, okay, okay, I made this mistake, which happened in the live action. But indifferently, like, he got, like, in, in the in the manga, like, there is no one saving him. I mean, kind of. I mean, there was a pirate's mate, but still. But in the live action, like, the Marines are like, oh, I'll help you. Though they didn't really. But, you know, I'm going, yeah. you know, I'm going with this. Like, I'll believe you. It's like, nah, no one believed. That's kind of the, well, that's one of the points. But also near the end, Kuro was a pirate. Yes. Okay. But Usopp in the manga chose to be the hero in the sense that he chose not to tell everyone that, like, that Kuro was like, like, like there was a, I actually don't remember fully, but it, it was, there was a way at the end where he's like, you know, basically he took the blame kind of deal and he's like, he, he, he took it. Like, he's the first step from going from, like, a boy to, like, a man, right? Like, he took responsibility. But in the live action, they threw that out. It wasn't even part of the thing because Kuro was kind of the main villain. villain. Mm. That, I felt, was a little sad. But who cares? Because the Syrup Village arc was hella good. Like, in the live action, it was hella good. Because they changed it. They made it. They made a horror theme. They did. They made it way more unsettling. They also got rid of the kids, which is great. (laughs) I didn't think you would mention them. <laughs> it's just weird that like it's it's one of those things that when I went back and looked at the original, I was like, oh yeah, those kids were there. They were totally unnecessary. It's kind of it's it was kind of funny. I was watching a lot of it. I, was, I knew they weren't gonna put them in. So let's be real. But like the kids kind of added a little bit. They're like, they followed Usopp. They looked at him as a role model, Captain Usopp pirates. But then it's like they really don't do much, right? And it's fine. I like how they made Kuro more horror themed and like he's in the mansion. And he's slowly going around every room. The mansion's locked down. He's walking carefully. You know, it feels like a really like a horror movie, right? But uh, guys, do we forget what Kuro is? He's Captain Kuro of a thousand plans, meticulously planning, never failed a raid before. Very smart guy. Da da da. Blah blah blah. Bruh, you're telling me when the girl uh, like a sham, I think knocks Zoro with the with the with like the the bottle of glass or whatever, and he gets knocked out. Kuro just says, "Yeah, dump him in the well." The man's clearly not yeah. dead, bro. That's the thing. That's the, that's what confused me the most. Was like, was it? I was like, did I miss something? Is there a reason why they're not killing Zoro? Do they need him for something later on? And the thing is, later on, they literally show Kuro killing Mary. They're willing to do that. Yeah. So he, they show him killing someone. So he is a killer, or I guess that was before. Whatever. They show him that he's ki- he killed Mary, and later on, when Usopp comes in to save Kaya and everyone, 
instead of stabbing Usopp through the heart or whatever, he just pushes him. Like, I was like, watching, I was like, what? What's going on here? This man's hella fast, and Usopp's a loser. Let's be, I mean, no offense. Yeah. But like, no, he is. <laughs> at this point, right? I'm like, come on. And when he's fighting Luffy, okay, Luffy showed the pretty cool moves where he's like listening carefully and he got he got Kuro, yeah, yeah. But man, I was like, why is Kuro not like aiming to kill? But at the end, what did we see? We saw Kuro escaping. Yeah, he escapes on like a boat. Which is I don't which is really interesting to me because I feel like that means he's gonna come back. That definitely feels like a setup, yeah. This this spoilers for the for the show, but like next season is gonna show Logtown for sure. That's the next arc directly after mm-hmm. this. The last arc in the East Blue saga. In that arc, Buggy and Alvita team up to execute Luffy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've seen a lot of these online where people are saying maybe Kuro will join them as well. So it's going to be Kuro, Buggy, and Alvita. Mm. That'd be different enough, but also not too different to make a difference in the end. Yeah, perfectly that fine. Sense. And if you think about it, Kuro is a top tier. Oh, okay. okay this, is, this, is one, this is another pitfall. Zoro is a bounty hunter. Yes. He is a pirate hunter, Zoro. Yes. I'm not sure if you caught this in Moldy, but when Luffy was talking to Zoro and he was talking about Shanks, Zoro says he's Shanks. Never Shanks. Yeah, I never heard of him. And I don't know who he's. Yeah. Well, I was, I was like, oh, that's fine, whatever. You probably didn't hear him. But later on, I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. When he met Mihawk, he told Mihawk, I've been following your career for whatever. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Mihawk have this massive duel with Shanks? Wasn't that like the biggest duel, or whatever? They were big rivals, and that's how Mihawk became World Great Swordsman? How'd you not know who Shanks is? I don't think of it that way. I just thought it was in the. I thought that was a weird thing for him not to know Shanks just because he's a he's a bounty hunter. He should know the bounties of famous pirates, even the top echelon ones. Surely Shanks is on that list, high on that list. Actually, yes, and that's another point. He didn't he didn't recognize Buggy, and because Buggy says Buggy, the genius jester, the clown, the, 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 he give all his things. And he's like, you don't know me. And like, and Zoro's like, he doesn't know who he is. But I'm like, dude, Buggy's literally like I think the second highest bounty in the East. Or maybe the third highest. I think it's. I think it was Arlong, then Don Creek, who was kind of like shown for like ten seconds. I think it's killed by Mihawk, and then they showed they show Buggy, and then it's like I think it, then it's a uh, Kuro. So he's one of the top in the East, and Zoro is literally hunting pirates in the East. Surely he would know the top bounty hunter, uh, b- uh, top pirates. So that was a little bit uh, maybe messed up there a little bit, but you know whatever. There's actually a great Easter egg video, made by Archer, the Library of Ohara YouTube channel. And uh, he literally goes through like frame by frame or whatever. I don't know. And he gives like a bajillion Easter. I mean, honestly, I couldn't get through it after the first like two, three minutes because it's too much for me. Even me, I'm like, what the hell? But if you want, there's a really great Easter eggs there. There's, and there's tons. There's absolutely tons. Um, well, you tell me. What, do you, what else do you think? So, okay. One thing that bothered me. Or not bothered. Bothered is a strong word. But I was kind of disappointed they never explained why Sanji kicks. Which to me was like a really pivotal moment between Sanji and Zeph, was his name? Yeah. The head chef. Like that's a very pivotal moment when Zeph punches Sanji. And, it's, and it, that kind of explains why Sanji only uses kicks. Why? It's because he, he, he doesn't want to damage his hands because he's a chef and a chef yeah, needs yeah, his hands. Right. And so I, I feel like that's a really interesting character moment. Because one, it shows like Zeph is willing to like damage his hands to force Sanji to go. Because they have that whole conversation, which is great in the live action, where he talks about like how staying here is giving up as opposed to going out there. But then like having him, like, Zeph risk his, what he has now, basically like his ide- ideals as a chef, for Sanji was like, a, I don't know, I feel like that was like a really, really emotional moment that they could have kept in live action but they chose not to. I guess it would feel like if Zeph punched Sanji would be too much. Yeah, I think punching is a really easy thing in anime, but in live action... 
kind of doesn't make much sense. How would you do it? And like, you just punches him across the face, like, uh, like a light punch, like as in like a symbolic thing. That might work. Uh, you know, like how would you do it? I guess that's a good point. Yeah, in live action, it would be too serious if you like. The Zeph scene, it was pretty emotional, and I think they did it pretty well. Sanji's leaving. He's acting all cool and and stuff, and then Zeph is then he's like ugly crying. He's like, uh, I, I liked it. What else do you think about the Bratia? What do you think about the Mihawk fight? It was okay. Like, so-so. I kind of wanted it to be cooler, but... Fudges and stuff, I presume. Also, I wanted him to do the thing he does in the anime, or in the manga too, that he doesn't do. He he does something similar, but not quite the same. Where, first of all, he busts out... Oh, actually, no, one major change which I thought was interesting. It's just the fact that, like, in the manga, the fight's more of an impromptu thing. There's no yeah. duel this Zoro challenges him on the spot and they fight and that's it. Yep. As opposed to this was like, see you tomorrow morning. Da, da, da. And so I feel like it's a bit more insulting when like, as an impromptu thing, Mihawk uses a tiny little toothpick of a sword and even apologizes to the sword for having to use it on such an unworthy Dang, opponent. really? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely does that. I love that moment. So good. They fight and Zoro's clearly like outdone completely. But the thing is, in the live action, they show that Zoro attacks with two swords, and he's able to precisely take that toothpick of a sword and put it right between the intersecting point of those two swords and stop it completely. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. The thing is, in the anime, it's way cooler because he does it with all three swords at once. Oh, he doesn't use the three swords in the live action? Oh, I didn't realize He does that. eventually at the end. He uses no, but like the during, that, during that scene. No, no, it's only two. Interesting. And that, I feel like that's more impressive because, like, so for three lines to intersect at one point is way more difficult yeah. than just two lines. Two lines will intersect at one point as long as they intersect. So I think that it, it makes it more impressive when Mihawk stops all three at once, picking the exact point where all three intersect at one point. Another thing which is more of just like a consequence of going from anime to live action is that Zoro with the sword in his mouth still looks stupid as hell. That will never look cool in live action no matter how hard you try. It just is impossible. I guess I must have this roasting in class where I'm just like, it's fine. Like I, I no, I no, it's, it looks dumb as hell. Like Luffy mentioning, like, where is he putting that third sword? Yeah, and then he puts it in his mouth, and you're like, oh, wow, that looks very uncool. When I first saw that, I was like, well, he can't, shouldn't they just have backup swords anyways? Imagine you're fighting another guy, and he just takes a sword. What are you gonna do? You're a loser now. Like, that was what <laughs> you're I was a loser now. Because you're you're skilled with a sword. What are you gonna do without a sword? One time, one time, Sanji said this to to Zoro, and they actually saw Zoro fighting Sanji without the sword. And honestly, it was doing pretty well. So maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Part of knowing swordsmanship is knowing how to not get your sword stolen. And also what to do in case you lose your sword. But that's probably part of the craft. Like Zoro fought an opponent that could destroy his sword. Like he rust, he has a rust rust fruit or something. Mm. And uh, Zoro's sword got destroyed. What are you going to do? He still beat him though. So I guess he knew what to do. But that's kind of like plot stuff. Anyways, the Mihawk fight... You're right. It was the way it started was so strange. I was like, they're changing. They're changing it up a lot. First of all, they had Garp call in Mihawk to go there. And at first, oh, I, I, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. At first, I didn't like that, but now I'm thinking that makes way more sense than what actually happened because they had to change Don Krieg's storyline because they wanted they wanted to bring Arlong in earlier to get that little bit of exposition, and they had Mihawk come in because of Garp's orders. Now that makes sense, and they introduced the Warlord system, so that I think I think it still fit. In the anime, however, Mihawk was already there. But if you think Mihawk is like a top tier character, why is he kind of here anyways? Was well, he just hanging out in East Blue? Yeah, or like, okay, I guess Don Creek annoyed him. Like, that's what he said inside the live action too. He's like, well, you, Don Creek's like, you destroyed my men. 
you kill you kill my entire fleet. Why did you do this? And he's like, you woke me up from my nap. And it's like, that's hella funny because that's exactly what happened inside the, the anime. They said, like, Donkey had a ship of, like, 5,000. Look at He had an armada. 5,000 people, like, 50 ships or whatever the heck. He was playing for weeks to go to the Grand Line. Gets defeated by one pirate who was just annoyed that he got woken from the map. But he is a top-tier pirate, so it's like, whatever. It's also interesting because, like, isn't the person they feed in the Bratia supposed to be from his crew? Yes. And, that guy, and then, that he, and then he, he shows up and, like, tries to... He's the one who actually tries to destroy the Bratia. Yeah. And yeah, but they just changed that to have him get destroyed by Mihawk immediately. And then just have Arlong show up early. And actually, I saw some people upset about that. I didn't know Don Kree was such a beloved character. Oh, is he? Ah. Enough that people are like annoyed. They're like, I can't believe they got rid of Don Kree like that. I was like, excuse me? Was he that amazing? Like, his fight with Luffy was eh. Okay, I think at the end of the day, doesn't Luffy defeat him? So it's like, it's like. Yeah, he like his punches through the metal. Yeah, some of that. So maybe, okay, maybe they maybe lost a little bit of there, but whatever. But the Mihawk fight with Zoro, I was kind of annoyed when I first heard Mihawk's voice. Then got used to it really quickly. I thought it was really good. Though at one point he like fights Zoro and says magnificent because he, he just knows that Zoro is like he's a he's bad at swordsmanship, but his character is insane. Like he's like it's better than anyone he's probably met in a while. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna and Zoro's okay, I f- they keep the Zoro iconic line, like you know, the marks in the back of a swordsman are like shame yeah. or whatever. That was that was that was great. They heavily stressed Zoro's gash when Mihawk slashes him. He's like, Zoro's gonna die. We don't know what's gonna happen. I swear in the manga, it wasn't that crazy. Like, it wasn't like life or death. Uh, I guess, like, when he gets slashed, Luffy thinks he's, like, dead. And then it turns out he's not dead. But you're right. I don't think... I, I don't remember them showing, like, a whole recovery thing. And they showed way too many Nami Zoro moments. Like, Zoro Nami shippers, they're happy right now. But I'm thinking, like... They're eating good right now? Yeah, they're eating good. And But Oda literally said there's gonna not gonna be any romance between the crew. And I was like, okay. But why do they... Like, I felt like the show really wanted to go that route. Because they're showing Nami and Zoro interact a lot. Even in the beginning with, like, you know, in the, inside the wardrobe for, uh, in Kuro's, I mean, Kaya's mansion, they had, like, a little bit of a scuffle right there. I thought it was kind of cute. It was like a, it's like a married couple, almost. And then, <laughs> like, literally, and then, and then mm. over here, Nami's taking care of Zoro, like, his wounds, and she's, like, reading in the story, and she's, like, really worried about him. I don't know if that's because she's a girl, and that's kind of, like, a, this kind of trope or something, but it just felt more like, mm. it felt a little bit more than that. I might, I might be looking too deep into it, but, you know, I don't know. Also, this is, like, a very tiny thing, which I could have forgot about, too. I don't know what may click now. The fact that he's called Zoro was actually kind of a surprise to me when I first heard it. What? Just because... Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, I don't know how it is in the anime, but in the manga, he's not called Zoro in the official English dub. Bro, stop, Molly. Listen, it's actually kind of interesting. Basically, in the Japanese one, he's called Zoro. And it's obviously a reference to Zoro the swordsman, the fictional character that already existed. But when it came to make the English localization of the manga, they were concerned about copyright issues and trademarks. Like... It might be too close. You know, Zoro the Swordsman, that's too much. And so they just took the excuse of like, oh, you know, Japanese, the R and the L are the same. And so he's called Zolo in the official English manga. It's spelled Zolo, but it's pronounced Zoro. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's manga. Actually, I've never watched the dub. Does the English dub say Zolo or Zoro? I have no idea. This could be right now that I actually have no clue. I kind of assumed it'd be the same as the manga, but maybe not. Maybe the manga team was just over ambitious or over cautious. So I'm not sure. But I, it's one of these, when they said Zoro, I'm like, oh, they got away with Zoro. Okay. It could, it could have been Zolo. There's a universe out there where it was Zolo. Nah, if it's Zolo, it's canceled. The show's canceled. Nah. show's average star rating is actually one now in that universe. Oh, I think we should stop, right? Oh, we're getting pretty low. Okay, well, one last thing I'll mention before we move on, or before we stop. Ben Beckman was the biggest disappointment for me. Who? Ben Beckman is the first mate of the red-haired 
Pirates, Shanks, first mate. Is that Goggles? Was it? Who's the guy with Goggles? Is that, is that, I don't know the names. No, no. It's, um, so, actually, I don't remember the guy with Goggles. Is that, is it, was he Block? Yeah. No, that's Lucky Roo. So, they made Lucky Roo Block, which is fine. Whatever, oh. doesn't matter. Well, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he wasn't always. Yeah, right. I actually completely forgot that, yeah. And he's still kind of fat, so that's kind of okay. And then Yasop, I thought it was great. Yasop the Great, they did really well. The trick shot made really seem fine. But Ben mm-hmm. Beckman. I know Ben Beckman is supposed to be older than Shanks. That's fine. But Ben Beckman is supposed to look cool as hell. He's supposed to look hella cool. Mm-hmm. Tell me why this man looks like... No offense, but like the actor... like He doesn't look... He doesn't give me Ben Beckman vibes. Okay, I'm sorry. That's all, that's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I saw a lot of TikTok where they're like they have they show they, they show the fan, the Shanks fight scene it's amazing like wow amazing fight scene then show Ben Beckman like what the hell and then it just cuts out <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll stop here part one I think we're gonna this has to be a part two because I didn't talk anything about Arlong Park we have to talk we about didn't talk about Arlong we didn't talk about Garp which is the two major yes. things and Kobe yeah yeah so we'll talk about those next episode this is a two part uh, time sync first probably I actually don't remember I feel like it can't be the first one. No way. Like a two-parter, like explicitly we're saying we're going to continue this conversation next time. Oh, yeah. I know obviously we have follow-up and stuff. That's different. This isn't a follow-up. This is going to be like the second episode of this again. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this.